How do you scale a business to seven figures? Then how do you scale to eight figures? Then how do you scale to nine figures? If you've ever wanted to know what it takes to grow a business, then you're in the right place. Thanks for tuning in to Scaling with Samir. This show is intended to celebrate and highlight techniques and strategies taught by today's leaders in the business world. Want to know how an e-commerce business started in someone's home to being the world's largest sock store? Want to learn what it takes to become the CEO of one of the largest global online marketplaces? How about actionable steps to building stronger relationships with your customers to produce more revenue? Do you know which numbers you should be paying attention to and which numbers will lead you to success? How will you make your marketing campaigns successful after cookies are gone? Want to learn from the leaders in brand building and attention grabbing marketing? Well, all of those are already in our previous listed episodes, and this episode will be no exception. I interview the top marketers that are influencing the market, making an impact, scaling faster than their competitors, and doing good for the world. We will dissect what they did to get to the multi-million dollar mark. I'm your host, Samir Al-Kamuni, founder and CEO of Fetch and Funnel, which is a performance marketing agency specializing in scaling businesses. Sign up to receive tactics to apply directly to your business to improve results and scale at fetchfunnel.com podcast. At the end of each episode, my goal is to have you feeling inspired and fired up by learning from today's top innovators, marketers, and entrepreneurs. Let's dig into another amazing story about a unique business crushing it and learn from their success and learnings. Hey everybody, welcome back to an exciting episode. Today, I'm really, really pumped about who we're, who we're talking with on the podcast today because on this podcast, we talk a lot about why businesses should be mission and purpose driven, why they should be giving back, why they should be trying to make a difference in the world. And today we're talking with the founder of Wishes, which is one of the pretty much the leading platform in allowing businesses to do charitable giving, but do it in an extremely transparent way. So I'm really excited to talk about this and and the importance of why businesses should be doing it, but also how this business was even built and and, and grown into a a really extremely successful fintech company and, and, and interesting business. So I've got Chase Harmer, the founder of Wishes. Chase, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, no, I'm pumped to be here and uh, I look forward to the conversation. Awesome. Well, I'd love to just have you kick off and, and tell the audience more about Wishes. Sure, sure. I mean, it kind of like, so I've been in payments since I was 19 um, and always been fascinated by trying to build things, but uh, we were big in the, the processing space and we started building technology in 2014. Um, I built a, I was one of the pioneers in card issuing technology. So back in 2014, no one was thinking about card issuing technology. In fact, one of the patents that I own is what Apple Pay is today. So as soon as that's granted, Apple Pay is going to be writing me a check. But the, um, you know, we, I'll have all the arrows on my back for that. We, we were working with banks trying to issue credit cards uh, virtually for businesses. And uh, we built a platform to do that. We built the fraud fraud prevention technology, great uh, gateway technology, and, uh, and we scaled that up. I exited that company in 21. Um, and then, but I had a nonprofit that I started in 2020. And that not the original mission of that nonprofit was to help founders grow businesses because I'm, I knew how hard it was to build things, raise money, you know, do all the things that you needed to be sex, successful as a founder. So that was the original mission. But when I saw all the crises happening in 2021, briefly talk to you about this. There was 
there was 401 national disasters that happened like all over the globe, right? But how do you help those people on the ground? Like instantly, like it's impossible to do it today. But then if you were able to do it like through a GoFundMe, like how do you actually know that you're donating, like they're using the money for the actual right. purpose of what yep. they're asking for. They're asking for how, blah, blah, blah. In fact, there, I mean, there's lots of scams on GoFundMe, but there was one recently where this lady claimed to be, lady, I said she's like 20. She claimed to have like cancer and all this stuff. And it found out like, no, she didn't have cancer, but she raised $2 million, right? Um, you know, it's crazy. So I, I figured like, if I could use virtual credit card technology that, I, that I've built already, like, how can I use virtual credit card technology to make ledgers? Because pe people are like, we can make donations transparent, but this all through blockchain. Hello, blockchain's like the hybrid car. You don't realize how uh, uh, like useless it is until you actually try to drive from Reno to Los Gatos, which is like, you know, 200 miles and you realize there's no super supercharging stations in between. <laughs> like that's how you realize how which is no one, everyone loves the idea of blockchain, but can you use it today? Absolutely not. I mean, you really can't. Like, you'd have to. It's just not really feasible. Like, you, people will argue with me on this, but it's true. Okay, so, um, <laughs> but it's true. So, like, creating ledgers on both sides of the transaction, creating benefits and rewards for people that are donating, right? Because I think those are the people. Those are the catalysts, right? That resonate with the story, want to commit to a donation, want to help a charity or a cause. They get no rewards, right? Other than right. Thank you, right? So like if you get your tax deductible donation and you actually get rewards, I felt like, hey, that's like a thing. You don't nothing that you'd have to do other than just donate and then understand what happens to the money on the back end. I felt like that's the blue ocean opportunity of charitable giving because it doesn't exist today. And, um, you know, so I was inspired by that, um, you know, people being able to make money on the front end by donating, felt like it would bring more people to the table and then them understanding what happens to the money afterwards, people will donate more and more often, you know, so it, I think it solves a problem uh, that everyone really wants to be solved, really wants to be solved. And we're going to be heading into probably the greatest recession that are that we've ever seen uh, this year. I mean, regardless of what people say, like the second after the second quarter, third quarter of 2023, the shit's really going to hit the fan and and we're going to see like how real bad it is. Like so people that have money are going to want to donate to help other people. But understanding what happens to that money, I think, is is the biggest thing, right? That's what makes people not want to donate. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. And and we're becoming such a transparent society in general, right? Because we, that's what we want, right? We're, th we're conscious. We're becoming more conscious consumers. We want to know where our money's going. We want to know where our dollars are going. What Which employees are we supporting? Where is the product made? What's it made from? All of those things, right? And so it's so super important to me. Uh, and I think to a lot of other people, like for those reasons, right? Because we're 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 becoming this, you know, we're consciously purchasing this item, and then they're saying, "Hey, we give back a percentage of of of, of per profit and things like that back." That we want to know, like, well, well, how much profit did you make, and what percentage was that, and who did you give it to, and and right? And it's why we, I mean, before we hit record, we were talking about some nonprofits out there that you know that we know really well that are that are becoming really successful. And I feel like it is because they've done a good job of telling that story of, you know, how they got started and, and, and where the money goes, right. Versus, and it, and being less of a faceless brand. Um, yeah. but then, but then also talking about like exactly where the money goes, exactly what it, what, what happens to it. And so, 
and, and so I feel like that's obviously one of your multiple key differentiating points is giving that transparency to the business, to the consumer, to everybody to know, right. yeah, where is that money going? What's it doing? Uh, where, you know, it's usually yeah, kind of, may, of basic, might, may or may not be behind a veil. Usually. I think one of the basic human needs, like as a person is connection, right? When you give to a black box, like that whole entire connection is gone. Yeah. Like, you could feel good for a minute. Like I gave here, well, great. But like, what actually happened? Did the people like, did they help? Right. Did you actually help someone? Like, did you impact them? I think, you know, that connection, understanding what happens, like, that's like, that's it right there. You know, yep. that's, that's the way. Yeah. And, and so I'm curious because the, the business, like you're measuring a lot of different things, I'm sure there, right? You're measuring how many, how many businesses that you work with, how many partners that you have. But then on top of those, those are easy metrics to, of course, see how the business is growing and things like that. But then you're, you know, you're, you've got how many campaigns that you've, you've launched to influence. You've got how many funded campaigns. You've got how many, you know, how much money that you've raised, things like that. So I'm curious as you're measuring all these different metrics and you're looking at all these different metrics um how do you define success at wishes at wishes and how is it measured I, I think the way that we define success and the way that we're going to define success is uh how many people are impacted and how much more we're able to raise the bar the bar to donations right so like if we see if like and i'll just take gofundme as an example because the average donation started out like at like 25 you know, now the average donation for a person is like seven bucks, right? Mm. Why? Because people are like, you know, I'll give something, but I'm not going to give that much because I don't understand. So like, I feel like the average donation amount, if we see that donation amount coming up, that's a big indicator that this is working. Um, you know, if that person comes back to the table and donates again more often, then that's a big indication that it's working. If if charities are able to raise more money for the causes that they support because people understand where that money goes, that's an indication. And I feel like um, I feel like that actually will be the tail of the tape, right? Uh, because we make money all on the back end. We don't charge any fees for what we're doing. So we're giving it away for free to e-commerce brands. Um, we actually make money on the card issuing and the affiliate um, and the, all of our affiliate partners that people shop at. So um, we make good money, much better than GoFundMe does um, in our model. Um, and we give the and we give the e-com stores the tax deductible donation as well. And so we also give reporting for those consumers. So anyone that donated to a campaign, so let's say an e-commerce shop um, sets up a, a roundup, right? they're able to, that donor is able to see how much money was raised that month or that day or that week. It's real time, right? And how that money is being spent, um, which is something that people, uh, nobody can do that right now. So like, you, you know, you talked about some of these nonprofits and it's great that, you know, it's all saying, hey, it's going all here, but like, how is it spent? No one can actually show how the money was spent. They can say, hey, we gave this money to these people, but like, how did those people spend that money? Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. That's like, that's the biggest thing. Like you can say like, well, we gave it all away. Well, maybe you did. Right. <laughs> and that's totally true. There's charities that do that. They do exist. It's rare, but they do exist. Right. So like, if you give all the money away, wouldn't you love to understand like how they spent it? Like, yep. 
You know what yep. I mean? Like that's the missing link in this whole entire deal. So like, and nobody can do that except us. So I, I feel like if you're an e-commerce brand that doing roundups, if you're able to show that reporting and show it how it's spent in real time, that's, I mean, it's a game changer, right? For your business. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And and it is something where, yeah, I mean, we talked about it, you know, before we hit record, like Fetch and Follow was the, last year was one of the first years that we've been able to donate as a company. And it was something I was really excited about, but it was something I was sort yeah. of worried about at the same time. Like I want to go back to our clients and tell them that we donated and who we donated to and, and all those kinds of things. But then right. it, as a team, we were talking about like, well, is it okay if we give to this organization? Because, you know, what are people going to think about that? And, and all these things, all these right. questions start coming up. Right. And, and well, what if people don't agree right. with, you know, uh, and we're like, well, we don't care. Like we believe in this organization. And then, but then we want to pull the yeah. curtains back behind that who we're donating to. Cause we're like, well, let's just make sure that, you yeah. know, that, that, that the money is going right. towards what we think it is and, and all yeah. those kinds of things. And, and, you know, one I was connected with and, and kind of met the founder and things like that. So I was like, all right, I know, I know this is a great organization they're doing good things and i i could believe in it and yeah. not be concerned about it and, right. and but it is it is one of those things that you you think about a lot and you you get worried but then on the other hand you don't want that to be the reason that you don't do it right because well we don't we don't like for like if it was a gofundme type of scenario where it's person to person like you're donating to a person we we create fleet cards like and if you think about a fleet card with people don't understand what a fleet card is if you ever had a gas card before like and you try to use that uh, at the grocery store, like you can't, you can only use it on gas, yep. right? So for people to people, when they say, hey, I need help with this, these items, we issue fleet cars on the backside of those transactions so they can only be used on those items. However, for charities, we actually just issue cards and they can spend it on whatever. Because if you are believing in a charity, like you should, we, we want that charity to be able to spend the money however they want to. Um, we're not gonna restrict the spending, but they can spend it on anything but you would also understand where they spent the money. So like, it's no secrets. Like they have a hundred thousand on a MasterCard. They're gonna go spend that wherever they're gonna spend it. There's no restrictions, but you can absolutely see where that money's going. Yep. Yeah, yeah which is so, which is key. And, and I feel like it's so important. I'm curious, what are some of like the biggest growth levers that you've pulled for the business? Well, I think, you know, for us, so, you know, I grew a fintech. I exited that in 21. We've been building this for 18 months. We're launching in April. Um, so this hasn't actually launched. We because we built the e-commerce plugin. We built all the things. It just took a long time to do. Um, and we had to beta test with thousands of users right. to make sure that the user experience was yep. right. Because you know, especially e-commerce brands, they're the worst critics. Like so, and they're looking at you know conversions. They're looking at all these things. So. We had to be prepared to make sure that we could show those conversions. We can show the uptick and all these different things. We can, you know, uh, give them the reporting that they needed so that they felt good that this is actually really working. Um, you know, so the, the growth drivers for us, honestly, so the way that we set this up is we have, um, we actually, my one of my best friends is, uh, so they do all the personal, like personal loan applications. They do like, they have about, like they own the first 25 pages of Google. Um, so like if you go to any of those brands, it's, it's him, they do over 200,000 applications a day. But what we've done is we, we put a, a lead generator in there. It's like, Hey, you could qualify for free money. And then these are the things that you can qualify for. So we have the ability to scoop up probably like 60 to 70,000 of those users a day, right? Just from that. And then 
we've tapped into all the mega churches. So I have, um, which are the people that are actually out there donating. So without marketing and, and, and doing those things, I think partnerships is what I'm trying yeah. to get at is, is really the key, which is why like someone like yourself could be a great a conduit for yep. us in our business. And also for you, I feel like um, the partnerships are the key. So, yep. you know, getting the right partners um, that, that could benefit from what we're doing and we're not taking business away from them, right? We want to be able to drive business to them and that they don't have what we have. Um, we need what they have. You know, those are the greatest things that existing markets, you know, um, partnerships are, are really the key to success. Honestly. Yeah, I, I, I love it. that. Win-win partnerships are, are great, um, great, great tactic to utilize. And then not only that, but um, sneaky. I like the sneaky tactics of, uh, you know, it, it, well, you're talking about personal uh, partnerships, but also business partnerships, which I think both are well, equally yeah, important. Well, he, he has the, he has the biggest loan organization on the internet. It's called ECVIP, EPCVIP, but they actually, he controls like um, the personal loan space. Like, if you need money, like you go online to get some, like he controls that space 100%. So, you know, for us, he grabs 140 data points from the people. So we're not just putting crap into the funnel. Sure. We're actually putting the right people into the funnel that could actually qualify for a cash because people, they need money because, you know, it could not just be like, hey, I'm broke. It's like, hey, like something really bad happened yeah. and I need yeah. help. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that's so, what, you know, when we're talking about with the GoFundMe side of things, like that's why a lot of people are successful. They're obviously asking for money for themselves, but then whether that's, real or not i know you know, we've <laughs> like, you know interesting fun fact about you know they go funny too not to just bash on them but you know it's not it's not hard the um the average like story there's the only funding like like 12 percent of all the stories so like you're talking about like millions millions and millions of stories and only 12 percent are getting funded and that has a lot to do with all of the things that have happened and i mean it's just a ripe for disruption because the trust is gone. Yep. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and rightfully so. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I told you before I, mean, I hit, hit record. There's no way for them to control yeah. it, actually. Right. They can't control mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Because everything might check out, but it's then you just like, then you realize it's not real. And by that time, because they even changed the timelines in order for a wisher, like, or not a wisher, but like, whatever, benefact, beneficiary, like, person that's getting money over yep. there, it takes 10 days for them to get the money. Right. So, GoFundMe is working really hard to like try to figure out like who this person is. But if you know, if you can run KYC instance like we do, and then we can kind of track down what the, all the things are, and then we can actually see the spending on the fund, I still am the card issuer of that funding. So like if we see that it's not working out, we just, we roll back the money and we give it back to the donors. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like we have full control over the cash. GoFundMe has to deposit it to a bank account and lose 100% of that control. Mm. Got it. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about businesses because it's something where, you know, businesses should be giving back. I feel, I, I'm a big firm believer that pretty much every business can, can give back uh, and they can give, and a lot of business can give back in, in an even bigger way. But especially in the e-commerce space, we've noticed that there's a little bit of a trend happening, which 
I'm 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 all for the positive trends as long as they're actually moving the needle in the right way. Uh, but there's a there's certainly a trend right of e-commerce businesses giving back and and businesses in general about giving back, and it's why we see a lot of these uh, payment uh, you know when they're processing like Shopify order or whatever. There's a lot of these Shopify plugins and things like that, even that just allow people to check a box right or I'm on my flight. Let me make it carbon neutral. Spend a couple extra dollars or I'll plant a tree. Things like that. So right. I'm really curious. Yeah how how are you looking at this and and when you're you know when you're pitching this to e-commerce businesses or businesses in general like do you are you noticing that for them it's pushing the needle in a conversions perspective and actually helping them you know stand above the rest or or is this yeah. or should they be looking at this as just more of like a, a feel good thing for their business um, I know my answer, but like I, I, I'm really curious how you're yeah. pitching this, and then also kind of what you've seen, at, you know, data wise and things like that. Listen, I think you know um, it is a feel good, right? You want to be able to donate, but I think the the thing that drives e-commerce businesses because I know like I've been in payments forever, so like it's all about the numbers, right? Are you by doing this, are you driving more conversions, right? And the answer is a hundred percent you're driving more conversions for your business. So, and the, but the one thing that, and I'll just use Shopify for an example, like there are plugins, you know, those plugins cost like $25 a month. That's why we're doing it for free. Um, so we're gonna, and, but we can actually give transparent reporting on the back end. So like we literally gonna charge nothing and we're gonna give transparent reporting on the back end. And I think what we're seeing is that it's driving conversions um, up by, so I, I'm part of this pretty big mastermind, it's called the $100 million mastermind. Uh, a lot of elite e-commerce entrepreneurs in this, there's only a hundred people, it's like $100,000 a year, so it's like high barrier to entry. These are like the, the top dudes in the e-commerce and all of these guys uh, swear by, uh, by uh, charity donations. They swear by it because they can actually show the statistics. And when you can show the statistics, it's game over. I mean, and I think they were saying like by 28% increase um, in, in conversions, um, which I mean, that's huge, yeah. right? If you're, if you're doing big numbers, like if you're doing big numbers and your, your e-commerce guys that we're talking to on this, on this call, they're doing big numbers, right? These guys, 28% increase in conversions is that's massive. Yep. You know what I mean? That's massive. And so you can have that feel good, but you don't have to be driven by that feel right. good. Like, you can be driven by conversions and actually still make a difference. And I think yep. you know, with our platform, you'd be able to do that and not pay anything and be able to generate reports for your consumers um, that show that where that money's going. So you can actually validate, hey, this money went here. Here's how they spent that. You know what I mean? And you can actually show those reports on your website. So our goal is to really be the transparency engine for these people, but for everyone, right? Charities, e-commerce, all that. Um, and I feel like that 28% increase in conversions, it's like, it's hard to deny it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's money in the bank. I mean, really. yeah, no. And, and we see it like we see, I see it all the time. I mean, one of our, one of our, you know, 
one of our largest clients uh, or one of my favorite clients too, they, they sell like compression sleeves and things like that. And like right now we've got yeah. a pink one right on the homepage and it's like 10% of each order this month goes towards fighting cancer and boom, conversion rate yeah. went up, average order yeah. value, went up, all these numbers went yeah. up. And, you know, of course it's something that you're going to think about on the back. Well, am I really willing to give away 10% plus people might take, you know, they might, they're probably going to get the 10, 20% off coupon code for being a first time customer, right? Am I really going to give away 30% now to, to, to these orders? Right. But if you're increasing by 28%, you know, then like the numbers shake out, like you're not losing money on the front end. You're just not, you know? And so, and, and you can have that feel good and it's ongoing, you know, that first customer, um, will become a second yeah. customer, right? Yep. Um, especially for on c- compression, as an example. Yep. I mean, they'll come back. Yep. You know, and you don't have to give away that ten percent, and you, now you're making eighteen, right? So, yep. yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. So, I mean, as they're thinking through this, right? As these businesses are thinking through this, how should they, like, should they be worrying about where they're giving or how they're giving it or or things like that? Like, how should they be trying to? not only, you know, decide on, on where to give, but like, you know, also decide on like where to add it in the checkout process or where, or how to, yeah. you know, talk about it on their, on their website. How do you, you know, what are your recommendations recommendations around that? Yeah. Yeah. So we give a badge of transparency. Um, there's the cool thing about what we're doing is like, there's because, uh, platforms like ours didn't exist before. Um, you know, you would directly try to get with like the Melanoma Foundation, for example, like you're getting away. But Melanoma Foundation would be like, listen, you can have our badge. It's going to cost you 25 grand, right? But then there's nothing else on the back end that shows where that money's going, like how that's being done. Melanoma just happy they got 25 grand. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, thank you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> have our badge, like abuse the power as much as you want. And that's actually the real problem in Shopify right now, because you could be doing $5 million a month. You get that you pay 25 grand one time. And you don't even have to give away shit. That's the problem. And um, that's happening, right? So we actually become that badge of transparency and we connect with that whatever charities you want. I mean, I feel like it works best. So like going back to the crises that happen, like the cool thing about our platform is you can change it out anytime. Like, you know, the platforms that exist on Shopify right now, like you're basically committed to a charity, right? You know, they, you sign up, you're paying the 25 bucks. You basically are committing to a charity changing it out is kind of a hassle right so what we do if if you have it if there's a crisis that happens today and you're like you know what i want to change this because it's relevance right it's relevance like what's relevant to your business if you're some suntan lotion and you're doing melanoma foundation that probably makes sense or like it was something like that you know what i mean it doesn't have to be but it has to line up like but crisis is always lined up because people are giving by emotion they're not giving because like Oh, it has to be this. It's like they emotionally are are driven by that decision. You know, so if you're trying to convert more, it's got to be an emotional decision. Like, hey, I get this because I'm connected to this and it makes sense with what I'm buying. Or it's 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 an emotional decision, like doing something out of the box, like completely non-relevant is not going to work. You know, it's not going to work as a driver. So it's got to connect to whatever it is you're selling. And if you're not, you know, compression, like something with diabetes, maybe, you know, Diabetes Foundation, that makes sense, right? Like doing the Mount Noah Foundation for the compression, probably not a great idea. It's not going to connect as well. They're emotionally driven by like, the, oh, diabetes, I have that shit. Yep. You know, it's like, okay, yep. you know, 
So I think that's that's the that's and then even having you know the badge of transparency. Hey, we showed that all this money is going here. I feel like that's that's the game changer. You know? Yeah, I, line up. Yeah, know. no, it makes it makes perfect sense. I mean, it, it was why we were talking about for a long time giving to dogs and dog rescues and things like that because everyone fetch and funnel. Everybody thinks dogs right away fetch, right? And uh, yeah, and and uh, no, I mean, I I agree. Um, it, we feel like it didn't necessarily align with like our, our mission and other things. And so we pivoted from that, but it was certainly part of our first conversation to, to your point, right? I think it is really important to yeah. make it something transparent in that, or sorry, to make it something congruent with, uh, with what you're offering, yeah. with what your product or service offering is. But then yeah. I like the that customer specific? right. Yeah. But I, yeah. but I like the, I the dogs. yeah, like they would want right. That. They want the dogs. Yeah, and, and yeah. if you don't like dogs, I mean, I don't know if I trust you, but no, I'm just no, kidding. <laughs> but I am, but I, I like also the point that you're making that that uh, natural disasters and things like that is a big one too, because then to your yeah. point, like everybody wants to donate to that. Everybody wants to give to that. And then if anything, maybe I trust you more because I'm saying like, well, I want to buy this product. Now you're helping me make the decision about buying the product because I can feel good about my purchase because you're going to give a donation and you're a company. And so if you're a company that's going to go and give this a money way, I feel like you're probably going to do a good job of vetting where it goes better than I have the time for right now to figure out like, well, do I really want to give it to like the big conglomerates, you know, the Red Crosses of the world? I'd rather make sure that more yeah. money goes to well, the people type of thing. Give and it to Red Cross. You get, they, they get a lot of donations, but if you've ever been on the ground floor of a, of a disaster red cross gives a ziploc bag with a soap a toothbrush and they give that out to everyone right it's not even like where does all the money go you know like where does all the money go if everyone gets the same ziploc bag it's bullshit so like what actually is the difference between a crisis with us is that you can connect with the family there if you have money in the wallet you can instantly send that family money like real time and help those people like there's nowhere else that you can do that there's no other platform you can do that. So like you can instantly set up like you can instantly set up, uh, you know, an opportunity to do that through your checkout and actually connect with a family in need. And, and I think that's I mean, there's that's game changing, you know, like there's no one else that can do that. And then they can go spend that money any like for whatever that is that they needed water, lumber, like they right. people that whatever yep. airfare, hotel. Yeah, yeah, no. And I mean, we, no. we talked about it. I talked about it on uh, an episode with Jacques, the founder of Raindrop, which is this really great creative agency. But we were talking about even like the one of my favorite ads is the Casey Neistat ad where he did where he took the money um, from the sponsorship and then or from that ad. And then he went and just like literally flew out to this where there was this hurt. I think it was like a, a hurricane or, or a tsunami. I can't remember. And then he just put all the money into feeding all of these people. And, he, and it was like, OK, I got right. 50 grand for this ad. Boom. I got, you know, I, I went and spent 50 grand on this thing and that was that. And uh, I, I can't remember if it was Nike. I can't remember who it was. But That's why I love World Central Kitchen. World Central Kitchen. Yeah. That. And, and like, they said know, it was their at, number one most successful ad that they had ever produced. Right. And yeah. they were they didn't show cases. They didn't show any products. It's emotion. Nothing, right? Yeah. It's emotion. Right. That's yeah. it. It's emotion. People give on emotion. Yeah, exactly. Know? It's driven a hundred percent by emotion. Exactly. But so then I am, I am yeah. curious cause maybe, maybe I'm a smaller business or maybe I'm a smaller e-com site or something like that. I want to have the transparency, but on the other hand, I, you know, people are going to realize how low my revenue is that I'm not this big multi eight figure okay. or maybe not even seven figures yet, uh, business, but I do want to give back. Do you think that that's something they should be 
concerned about? Like, hey, we didn't actually give away that I mean, much and our revenue is not that high? Or, or how do you how do you think about that? I mean, so I think in terms of more of it like a roundup, like if you were rounding up for a charity, not necessarily, hey, like we're raising money for a charity, uh, but we're, we're rounding up. Rounding up doesn't hurt, you know, and if you can show the transparency um, that, hey, we're not just pocketing this cash. It's actually, you know, we have this badge of transparency is going here and you can actually show the reports, mm -hmm. right? So whether you make $100,000, $50,000 or, you know, $10 million a month, um, you know, 28% 28 conversions don't lie. Yep. Like it does, you know, like it's going to help you increase your business. Like, and it's, I think that's the bottom line is like, yeah, you can help and you can be a part of like the bigger macro part of like the, you know, the world. Yep. Right. Um, but like, it's not going to hurt your business to do this. Like it'll only help your business do this. And, it's, and that's proven by the biggest e-commerce sites in the world. Every time the guys that you just talk about, they just put an ad up for like giving, like that is, that's the, I mean, it, it, you can emotionally connect and with a person in, in seconds, right? Um, and I think that's the difference. Well, compressor talk, I don't really need it right now, but maybe next month, but let me just go ahead and do this because like, blah, right? I mean, and that's, that's the thing. I mean, it, it's proven. So you can't lie with the numbers. And I know e-commerce guys, it's all about the numbers, right? So yep. you can't lie with statistics. Statistics show that uh, this, is the, this, is the, this is the way. Yeah. And it will become the way. You're going to see, like, over the next three years, like, almost every e-commerce site is going to have some sort of charity yep. giving element. You go to the grocery store, they have it, they're asking you for money. But you don't know what happens to that cash. Like, they just say, hey, we gave, we gave away $20 million. Like they didn't give away nothing. They actually took your money and gave it away. And how much of that money did they actually keep? Like, who knows? We have a admin fee to you know push this over to the account. Like, you know, that whole dollar is probably not getting donated pretty yeah. much. So like, you know, and that's like, that's just facts. You know, when you don't know what you don't know, like you certainly aren't going to get the results that you expect. Yep. So. No, and I agree. And I think you're making a very valid point of, of you know, every, that's why we've been, promoting on the podcast forever about why everybody should be doing it because it's so important, but not just doing it to be, I mean, we're, we're always talking, you know, pretty much every episode about why you should not be, um, following trends and be trying to push to be a trendsetter, right. And, sure. and why you should be, you sure. can certainly look at the right trends and use that to benefit your business and, and try to do things differently. But I think this does, produce a different way to do things right to make it more transparent to make if it you're aligning it with your exactly business, you know then it doesn't it's like it's not going to hurt you and you're not don't have to be a trendsetter like hey like as long as you're in alignment and you show the transparency yep. you know people get it yep. like you don't have to explain it yeah you know? exactly um so i'm curious just what uh you know what what are you mo obviously things are you're going to be launching super soon so that's going to be really yeah. excited but i'm curious what are you most yeah. excited for in the year ahead either either in your own business or even in in uh even outside of your business you know i think i'm just super excited to be able to because i have like very specialized knowledge like on this on this industry like the payments and all this stuff it's very specialized knowledge that pretty much no, like there's very few people that have the kind of knowledge that I do in the space. And I feel like this is what I was born to do. So I feel like, um, you know, I can help on a macro level. And like, this is the reason why I exist, right, is because I can actually make this happen. And I feel like um, this will change charitable giving forever. So like, it really will change charitable giving. And, and I and I feel like that. And I feel like if more people give um, more often, and in and, and higher amounts that I feel like, you know, 
I feel like it can make a huge, huge difference. And, you know, all those money that are going to salaries and Range Rovers and Mercedes, um, you know, in those charities, like that's gone. That those days are fucking over. You know what I mean? Like if you can show transparency, like, you know, there is no more like there is no more like taking off the top. You know, if 97 percent of the funds can go to where they're supposed to. And people in charities and in, in, uh, charities will be slower to adopt for sure because they love the, the you know whatever situation they got going on. But you know, changing people to people first—that's the biggest thing. Because guess who donates to these charities? It's people, right? It's not uh, it's not businesses. Sixty-seven percent of all donations done in two thousand twenty-one was done by people, not businesses. Sixty-seven percent. So that's because of that's because of the GoFundMe's, you know. It's because of those types of organizations. Like, yes, they need to innovate, and they will find out very soon that they're either going to innovate or they're going to die. But, um, you know, hey, it's just truth. But, but at the end of the day, like, it's people that they created that environment where people are like more likely to give because they're sharing it all over Facebook. And people, guess what? Donors, they're all doing it for intrinsic values. They're like, look at me, I donated fucking twenty dollars. It's like there's a thing. There's like you know, hey, like I did this. Like people want that validation, yep. but they're losing that connection. So I think, right. you know, people right. want to be validated. People need help. And I think when you can solve both those problems at the same time, like there, there's something like magical about that. And I think that um, I'm excited to see what happens for the year ahead. So I'm just really excited about, um, you know, the scale of this can be and like how it can totally change things and disrupt the business. Love it. Super excited. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, what advice would you give any other founders that are trying to break through certain revenue marks or, or certain ceilings when they're trying to break eight figures, maybe they're trying to break through, uh, you know, multi-eight figures? What advice would you give them? I mean, I always, I always, I'm always thinking about like how to change things, how to make things different. And I think um, a lot of times when you're thinking like that all the time, you're showing away from your core your core and that could be the actual difference um the difference is you're not focusing on what makes you money and you're thinking about all these other things that could potentially make you money and i think that was the biggest thing for me is that like i have a i'm like an idea guy so like i'm like yo like we could do all these things but like you know when you focus on all these things what ha what slows down is the thing that was making you money so i feel like you know if you're right there you know just pump more juice into that core thing, you know, instead of actually pumping all the juice into these other things. And I think that'll make the difference. And honestly, it made the difference for me, um, you know, a million times over. And I feel like uh, that's the answer, honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think not being distracted, but then to your point, just doubling down on what's working. I think we always forget like 80-20 yeah. rule and things like that because we see like, oh, I'm getting some results here. Oh, I'm getting some results over here. Like, oh, I'm getting some results over here. It's, you know, clients will come to us all the time and ask us like, well, well what, you know, what's the next big thing that we should, we should jump on? You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. funny because it's always the question we get every January from practically half our yeah. clients, right? Like, well, what should we do for 2023? And then, and then like half the clients this year, I was just like, email and they're like no, no, no we're already doing email i'm like but not very well <laughs> like there's a huge opportunity here for you to be doing it so much better and make printing so much more money right whatever it is like that's just you know an example of that but it's just yeah it's it's and you might not be as good as that like the core the core thing that you might be driving all the revenue you might not even be that great at it so right it's like you could get better at that um and i think you have to innovate to stay alive 
in this day and age, but you can't make that your entire focus. Yep. Otherwise you'll die. Yeah. Agree. Run out of cash. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and you could be chasing the wrong things too, depending on, uh, Oh, <laughs> what you <laughs> So you put it out there and like, shit, you know, I miss it because there's a guy that's been thinking about that like a year longer than you. And he's like, he perfected the model when you're still fucking trying to build it. Yep. You know? Yeah. So that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great advice. Uh, last question I ask everybody, any good book recommendations? I mean, Built to Last is a great back. I, you know, Jim Collins by Jim Collins is a great book. Um, there's a couple books that by Jim Collins. Anything by Jim Collins is honestly like fire. Um, I think Built to Last, I forget what the other one is. It's the one right after that. Um, I don't remember uh, the name of it, but uh, great books. And honestly, like if you're a founder and you've built stuff and most of your audience is like, you know, e-commerce guys that have been building businesses, like those are great books. Like if you have a big team or you're growing a team or you're, you know, trying to figure out what's going to work or what's not going to work. These guys, um, they just guys have the recipe. And I, I can tell you like from a founder that like suffered a great deal building shit. Like, you know, if I had read these books before that, I wouldn't have suffered so much. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. Someone else has done it or at least tried to do it. And so, yeah. Yeah. No, but they actually have the, they have the legit advice. Like, Yep. If you're a founder and you fuck and you, you like they they they've already talking about it. Like they're like, oh, I, oh, like it's just like a lot of aha moments. Like they, damn, you know, I should if I knew this like six months ago. Yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, I, I love Built to Last. is a great book. I I agree. Um, and yeah, all Jim Collins mm -hmm. stuff. I I agree too. Good to great and all those are yeah. Yeah, good to great. Yeah, good to great's a good one. Yeah, yeah. so good. Great actually was book I read before Built to Last. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, Chase, thank you so much for, for joining me. It's awesome, yeah, awesome podcast. I definitely encourage anybody out there to check out wishes.inc uh, going live in April. And, and when... Uh, yeah, but you can go on there and register. You can go register today. Like, so that way when we do launch, we'll give you guys notifications so you can, um, you know, get all the latest and greatest like stuff and how to, how to use it and stuff like that. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining, Chase. I really appreciate cool. it. Thanks so much, man. Awesome. Good stuff. Thank you so much for listening to Scaling with Samir. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. We also have snippets of these episodes on YouTube. Scaling with Samir is sponsored by Fetch and Funnel. We've partnered with hundreds of businesses and generated over 500 million for clients using our trademarked Fetch and Funnel method. If you're trying to scale your business, get in touch with us today at FetchFunnel.com. You can also get content that you can learn and apply directly into your business to improve results and scale on our email newsletter. If you are a successful business that is crushing it and would like to be on this program, please visit FetchFunnel.com slash podcast guest. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.